But today I'm going to reveal the title. I rarely do this. I haven't done this in a while. But today I want to talk about the capacity to become. The capacity to become. Okay? And um, I remember uh, 20, we were about a year out, year and a half away from launching Highlight Church. And so that was what, May 2015 or so? And um, we, we went to lunch with uh, Chow and Krizia, and uh, we were in Winter Park, Florida. And uh, they brought their beautiful dog, uh, Mia. And Mia has since went home to be with the Lord. And uh, yeah, I know, I miss her too. She was a sweetie. Yeah, but she's with Jesus. She's, she's doing great. Um, she's doing better than us, I promise you that. <laughs> um, and so Mia went home to be with the Lord a little bit ago, but she was there and she would lean on my leg and all this stuff. And I love Mia. Um, at the end of lunch, <laughs> at the end of lunch, they slid this envelope um, across the table. And at the time, we probably had about four or five hundred dollars in the church's uh, checking account. And because uh, it was just me, uh, my wife, uh, a friend named Jason and Chris, we were the only ones investing the little we had. And uh, they slid an envelope across the table, and we got in our, uh, the missus is what we call her. Um, She's faithful. And um, you open the envelope, babe, and you saw the amount, and you start crying. And it was was just huge. It was a great faith builder. It was was a very significant amount. And um, in that moment, I told you, I said, man, I'm praying. I'm praying. (laughs) Forgive me, Chrissy. But I'm going to redeem it by the end of the story. I said, I'm praying that Chow Tran moves with us. <laughs> and so, and because and, I'm like, the money's great, but like, that's the kind of guy that you want on your team. You know what I mean? And so we, I started praying. You said, well, you need to start praying and asking the Lord for him, get on your knees. And I did literally every night, Chow, like literally every night until you committed. But about halfway through that process, about, I would say, three weeks into that process, the Holy Spirit said, he's married. <laughs> it was one day I'm like, dang, you're right. And he's like, you can't not pray for his wife. I'm like, all right, okay, okay, my bad. Lord, I asked that Chow would come and that Krizia would get it. So she can let him come. Because, you know, when y'all get married, I don't want to get into all that. We'll really get into a leadership talk then. But anyway, so I, I prayed and, and, and Krizia came and we, we vetted her and talked to her and we knew we were going to put her to oversee the kids' environments. But I, I won't lie. Out of everyone that said yes on that moving team, the person I slept on the most was Krizia. I, I slept on her the most. Confession is good for the soul. I just did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it was never nothing negative. It was just, we'll see how she does. And if I could admit, and not to put any, you know, not to puff you up or anything, but I would say when I was praying for Chow, I didn't know what I was getting in Krizia. And honestly, Krizia has been the most effective leader at Highlight Church. I would easily say over the past year. Because in churches, children's ministry 
Many of you know this. Some seasoned Christians in here has the highest turnover. People are like excited and they're out in a month. Like I can't deal, you know, like where's the oil? Where's the Holy Ghost? Let's put it on them because it's crazy back there. It's all out war with y'all's kids. <laughs> don't la- Your kids, remember, don't laugh too loud. <laughs> You're a great leader too, Carly. But lowest turnover in the church and God is just continuing to add to add people onto her team. And simply put, I want you to write this down. Go ahead and write this. this down. God has given each of us leadership potential. God has given each of us leadership potential. And uh, this ought to excite you. This truth really ought to wake something up in you. Um, you're not just here to exist. You're not just here to doing eight to five and to collect a check or try to survive. But no, like there's leadership potential on the inside of you. One of our favorite verses here, we pulled it out during the last series, but God can communicate in different ways through it as Jeremiah one. It says this here, the prophet said, um, the Lord gave me this message and the Lord said to Jeremiah, here it is. He's saying this to you. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Like, I I knew you. It says, before you were born, here it is, this is so important, I set you apart. Like way before you were even, you you know, you came into the world, God had already designed your call and your impact in the sphere of your impact and influence. Like way before you were born. And this is why the enemy tries to abort you and abort your potential before you get into the world because he's afraid of what you can't hold on wait he's afraid of what you can become okay i need y'all to follow me i got 26 minutes to do a lot of work so and appointed you as my prophet to the nations now you may not be a prophet or a messenger to the nations you may not be the next td jakes or joel osteen or whoever you flow with but you have an appointment on your life you, you have an appointment. So to simply put, the Bible says that I knew you. This means in the Hebrew, the word means that I devised a plan for you. I, before, before I put you in your mother's womb, I, I had already designed who you would be and how you would be and the level of impact you would have. And then he says, I formed you. So this is where the potential is. That when God formed you, he put everything in you. To become, yes. to become like he, 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 he put everything in you to become. So pastor, what is, what is potential? Go ahead and write this down. Potential is this potential is the capacity to become. It's the capacity to become. There's great potential to become better, to become a better student, a better spouse, um, a, a better parent. Uh, uh, there's potential to become better, but there's also potential to become worse. Either way, he put it in you. Right. And I'm going to show you how to grow in potential today. And so here at Highlight, we have a value and that value is called high rise. Someone say high rise. High rise. We have seven values. Uh, we have the vision. Right. But we have seven values that if we live out the values and if we embody these values as followers of Christ, the vision of the church will take care of itself. 
As a matter of fact, if you embody these values in your personal life, any visions or desires or any dreams that God has put on your heart will take care of themselves. But you, you got you to define, you got to be a person who has values. You have to have a value system. You have to have a core set of beliefs that you hold to that no matter what the circumstance is or no matter what's happening in your life, I'm holding on to my values. All right. And so we have a value here called high rise. Someone say high rise. And it simply states this. As a church, we will raise up leaders that make a difference. That is a part of, I would say, the most important call of Highlight Church is to raise up leaders that make a difference not watch this not to fill the seats come on now come on not not to gather spectators or people who just want a, a little touch from god or a little miracle from god or or a little money from god no 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 we want to invite you to participate in what god is doing so that that potential that he put on the inside of you could flourish right and and so that that's that's our um that's how we that's how we roll and i i um i i lead in this way it's it's interesting like i don't know why i slept on chrisia because that's not my slant right and like i said it wasn't anything negative it was just i was trying to see where you fit but in my heart my heart is the heart of Christ as a pastor. And this is what I know about Jesus. And I'm going to give you some verses about Christ, the way he saw people. But this is what I know about the heart of God. Watch this. Here it is. God views you through the lens of your leadership potential. That's how God, I know it is. That's how God sees you. About 10% of you are going to walk out of here getting this message. I even asked the Lord, I said, are they ready for this? Because I don't know. It's like you're skipping a lot of steps. But he said, no, I need you to let them know I view you not through your potential, but through your leadership potential. So, so when God sees someone who is addicted to drugs, the spirit of God does not see them as an addict. That's, that's not how his love allows them to see. He sees them through their, their leadership potential. When God, when God sees a single mother who is battling depression, that's not how God sees them. God sees them and come on, church. God, view, come on now, y'all should be excited about this stuff. He views them through the lens of their leadership potential. God's end game. Watch this. This is going to mess with some of y'all's theology. God's end game is not even your salvation. It's not. If it was, why would his last words, right before he ascended into heaven, go and make disciples, right? Why, why, why didn't he just die and, and, and get up and leave? His end game is not you to get just to go to heaven and die one day. It's to literally like discover tap into and live out your leadership potential come on now that is so encouraging and and as as christians we ought not view people according to their current circumstance but we ought to view people according to who they can be for the lord as a matter of fact it says this here in mark 2 it says while jesus was having dinner at levi's house 
many tax collectors. So in, in Jesus' time, tax collectors were liars. Um, they, uh, they increase taxes, so they would take some for themselves. And um, so they were, you know, society didn't like them. Sinners were eating with him. So these were prostitutes, drunkards, um, fornicators, um, um, liars, thieves, maybe even some murderers were there. Um, but Jesus was eating with, they were, they were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. So there were many tax collectors and sinners, normal, broken people who follow him. Right. But you have to understand his heart while he's with them. He's not passing judgment or condemnation. He's looking at their potential. Let's keep going to verse 16. It says this here. When the teachers of the law, the church folk, someone say church folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when the teachers of the law who were Pharisees saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Why does he eat with those people? Why does he eat? And this is why I'm afraid of, of, of when, when people come to me and they say, uh, uh, Pastor, we, we, we don't feel like we learn in the Bible enough. Uh, why can't we have this kind of group? Uh, no. And, uh, I want to be discipled. What you're really saying is you want to be a scholar in biblical Knowledge and you want to experience mental ascent, but you don't want to do nothing about that judgmental heart. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. And so, what God will do is He'll skip right over you and He'll start raising up people who, who, who go back to my verse. Don't pull this up. Go back to my verse. He'll start raising up sinners. And task collectors. Mm -hmm. I know it to be true. It's so funny. I get um, we're we're growing, so we're starting to get like pastors come, and there's a staunch difference between people who love the Lord, and they 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 came to Christ through the church. And we've loved on them and we've showed them grace and we've supported them and we've taught them word and we've done life with them. And they're genuinely falling in love with God versus someone who will step in this church and. (laughs) What is your discipleship program? You already know me. I'm looking for a door. I'll show you our program. It's called the Door Discipleship. Because all I'm looking for is sinners and tax collectors. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some people that are. You know, see, see, that's what Jesus was looking for, like half hood, half saved. Right. He was looking for him. You cracking up, Leslie, because you know you have hood. I'm saying, I know. And that's why you're one of our best leaders. Come on, Leslie. Come on, come on, Leslie. Have hood, have saved. Don't forget where y'all came from, man. God bless y'all. Y'all want to get all astute. 
Y'all ain't reading your Bible. When Jesus got arrested, Peter cut a man's ear off. Number one, my question is, what you doing with a knife? You're a Christian. But Christ knew he was packing. You know, but he skipped that gangster and he was like, Peter, put it down. Here you go, Malchus. Sinners and tax collectors. All right. So what is leadership potential? Here it is. Leadership potential is this. It's the capacity to become someone who influences others to do great things for God. That's what you have on the inside of you. The capacity to become, someone say become, become, someone who influences others to do great things for, for God. And so um, one of the main questions I get as a pastor is, what is God's plan for my life? Right. right? Show of hands. Have you ever asked, what is the plan of God? And, and if, if scripture, if the Bible is your authority, if it has the final word in your life, that means that when I'm asking that question, I go to scripture, That's right. right? I don't go to social media. I don't go to, you know, mom, dad. I go to God's word right. to discover what my purpose is. So I'm going to show you God's plan for your life, okay? Um, through, through another story with Christ. Here it is. Uh, Matthew 4, 18 through 19 says this. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, mm-hmm. right? Which is, it's funny that God views us through the lens of uh, uh, our potential because let me, let me teach you something here. If you're taking notes, the, the name Simon means pebble. Yes. But Jesus more often referred to Simon as Peter, That's right. right? Which means rock. So when he, when he saw Simon, in his eyes, he didn't see Simon. He saw a world changer. He saw a world changer. And it's the same with you. He doesn't see you for who you are. He sees you for who you can be. And Andrew throwing a net into the water for they fish for a living. Here's the plan of God. Watch this. Jesus called out to them, come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Come follow me, follow me, accept me, trust me with your life. That's right. So it's, it's to be saved. That's the first step, salvation, right? Accept Christ, past, present, future sins, washed away. That, that's, I was telling my son this, this weekend, that's fire insurance. That, that's, whoo, I miss hell. That, that's follow me, right? That's the first step. Great. But that's the most boring step. Because now I got to wait to get to heaven, right? Here's God's plan for your life. You want to know this? Because you've been asking pastors all your life. Here it is. You've been asking the Lord. Here's God's plan for your life. Number one is for you. It's twofold. To develop. That's right. It's to develop. Pastor, do I take the job? I don't know. Are you developing? Are you looking more like Christ? 
Pastor, do we move to Houston? I don't know. I'm going to help you find a healthy church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you going to continue to develop yes. in, in Scripture and in your faith and in your knowledge and, and, and develop your health? Are you going to continue to develop and look more like Christ? Are you going to develop as a parent, as a spouse, as a single person so good, so good. It's to develop? Pastor, where are you getting this? Well, he says, follow me and I will show you. That's development. That's teaching. That's that's coming with me, doing life with me. I want you to develop. I want you to become better at everything. And then it's set, it's twofold. Number two, his plan for you is to lead. That's right. That's right. That's God's plan for your life. God's plan is for you to lead. What is that, Pastor? It's to influence others to do great things for God. That's it. I, I, and it pervades every career. It pervades every industry. Every yes. it, it, it just does. Are you developing, and are you becoming someone who who can influence others to do great things for God? Mm-hmm. Right. And simply put, let me round this up. God's plan. Go ahead and write this down. Is for you to grow from believer to leader. Yes. That that that's his plan. Grow from believer to leader. And guys, I sit and I think about um, the team that moved with us. And and now the church is bigger and we're grateful everyone is here. And like we're all on the same page now. We're going to keep growing. But oh, I can go down the list of um, careers. Um, Nurse, nurse, once again, crazy. I asked you this the other day. I shot a text to, to them and I said, what did you guys do? No, no. I said, what, who did you work for and what was your position when we, when we called you to move with us? Nurse, nurse, pharmacy tech, a unit secretary in the hospital, unit secretary in the hospital, um, a nail tech. They had just promoted you to train other techs across different Marilyn Monroe spa, right? You text in yours. You, she was a refill tech. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I'm Googling, like, what is a refill tech? <laughs> I love you. But normal people that just said yes to following God and allowing God to show them to develop them and now any of you who now become superheroes now have to serve Mm -hmm. under their leadership because they just simply one day they were casting nets the next day they were leading because God's plan for each of us come on now church is to develop and to lead he wants to take you from believer to leader He wants to do that in your life. And I mean leading in your home, leading in your neighborhood. God actually wants to put Christians in high places. But the Bible says that his eyes seek to and fro upon the earth. And he's looking. He's looking for Daniels. He's looking for Davids. He's looking for Esthers. He's, he's looking for Deborahs. He's, he's looking for Marys. He, he's literally looking for those who are in the process of being developed 
and who are becoming individuals that will influence others to do great things for God. And so now I, I must ask these two questions, okay? Because I don't have a lot of time. I wanna, I want, we got to address two questions to help you unfold your leadership potential. Number one, I want to ask you this. Who do you pattern your life after? If you're going to build out your leadership potential, this is important. Who do you pattern your life after? I have about four or five guys that are 8 to 15 years my senior. That though they're off and they live at a distance in different states, I'm watching them. And I'll shoot them an email or shoot them a text or try to get on a phone or FaceTime with them once a month, every other month or so, or go see them at their ministries, at their office. And I'm pattering my life after them. Because your life and your potential will go in the direction of those who are leading you. So, so my question is, who are you copying? And if you're not, your leadership potential is just there. It's not being pulled out. And the most dangerous person to you is a self-led you. Are y'all here this morning? The most dangerous person to your potential is a self-led you. And then ungodly leadership. I love how God is pricking out people of influence that are on the TV in our face. Because he's revealing like it was never rooted in the things of God. We, we listen to them. We turn on the channel and it's up. Oh, they gone. They gone. They gone. Because they're not rooted in the things of Christ. And the church has been praying. But let me give you some characteristics for, for those that you should be following. Number one, they love Jesus. Who do you follow? Do they love Jesus? Number two, they're faithful. I was just thinking about this. Like, these are the kind of people I want to follow. I want to pattern my life. Number three, go ahead and put that up. They're excellent. Last two are going to challenge you, okay? Because it's going to deal with our pride a little bit. Number four, they're wiser. Not just wise. Wiser. Next one, they're ahead of me. They're ahead of me. I don't want to follow someone who's on my same level. I don't want to follow someone who's behind me. That means I'm turning around. They're ahead of me. Yes, ma'am. 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, the words of Paul, be imitators of me. As I am imitator, as I follow, as I am of Christ. So Paul was saying, I'm your pastor. I'm your spiritual father. You see the fruit of my life. You see how I move. You see how I flow. Be imitators of me as, as I am of Christ. Philippians 3.17. Go ahead and write this down. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. He was unequivocal about this. He was not bashful about it. This is not pride. This is not narcissism. He loves them enough to tell them, follow me. Pattern your lives after mine. And he says this, and learn from those who follow our example. So if you don't know my life, pattern your life after those who follow me. Because God got me all over the world, right? I'm planting churches everywhere, Paul was saying. But follow those who follow us. Who do you pattern your life after? 
Hebrews 13, 7 says this, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Who's your leader? Who are you following? Is it a model on Instagram? Is it an actress, an actor, a business guru? My Bible, the authority in my life, the word of God. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. And it may not all be that sexy. They may not have the most followers. But when it's all said and done, they're going to win. And if you're following them, y'all ain't here 9 (laughs) a.m. And this is the thing. If they fall off for any kind of moral thing, I just keep on going. So don't don't be fickle about this saying, well, no man's perfect. Because y'all go out there in the lobby and say, well, I heard Pastor, but no one ain't perfect. And stop. Stop. If they fall off, keep going. That's right. All right. Number two, what environments are you committed to? What environments are you committed to? Where are you at? Where can I find you? You at the bar? In the club? Because we got to understand that our environments mold us. They mold us. This is what scripture says in Ephesians. Y'all okay? All right. Ephesians 4, 11 says, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave. Who gave them? Jesus Christ gave these gifts. To the church. This is why I never get you guys anything for Christmas, okay? Because I'm the gift. I love you. The apostles, I'm going to deal with this during the anointed series. I'm, this is the fivefold ministry. I'm going to teach through what all these individuals mean the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Who gave these gifts? All right, to what? Watch this. Verse 12 says this. Come on up. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. That's right. And build up the church, the body of Christ. My calling. My calling is not to make you like me. We can eat. Y'all know I love, I laugh, I love. We, my calling, according to my boss. Come on, church. According to him, is to equip you. And to pull out leadership potential. That's in, and so here's the truth about it. Spiritual leaders, going to write this down, create environments for us to develop into leaders. We create environments for you to grow in the things of Christ, grow in your discipleship, build out your potential. And here are a few development environments that highlight. Number one is light groups that we've created. Light groups. Number two, super steps. It's an important environment. And we feed you, super steps. (laughs) Number three, flourishing mentorship. 
You got to get in this, ladies. Yes. It's an environment that pulls out your potential. You build relationship. Mentors, don't stop mentoring. You, you, there's another level of your leadership. There's another level of sacrifice that That's God is right. calling you to. Right. You got to keep mentoring these ladies and highlight leadership. These are environments that pull out the greatness of you, not just for the four walls of the church. It sprinkles out there what the Bible calls in the courts of our God. As a matter of fact, when people go through these, these environments, there are seasons of promotion that follow because God is saying now they went through those environments and I can trust them with more. That's right. That's with more influence. Now, I, wanna, I want you to pay attention to the screens for about three or four minutes and I'll come back up and close this out. Got a video for you. someone to be um, a superhero, become a superhero, um, because um, it's really um, an amazing experience. It's a life-changing experience. Um, for me personally, it has completely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, you know, um, this community that has backed me, but also I'm um, being able to use my talents um, to not bring myself glory, but to bring God the glory. Um, ultimately, it's just an amazing experience. It's um, super fulfilling. Um, you know, um, I never thought I would be here. You know, years from years, years and years ago, um, specifically. So um, I think it's just an amazing opportunity to really again um, love on people um, and do the same thing um, that um, people did for you. Um, when you were sitting in the chair and you said yes to Jesus, um, there's something so special about, you know, uh, being a part of that experience. Um, you know, one day, you know, we'll get to heaven and we'll get to meet faces of people that we have never met, but we know that we impacted and um, we helped bring them, you know, to experience true life in Jesus Christ. It's this amazing opportunity to use your talents and gifts, specifically the story, the perspective that God has given you um, to, again, bring someone closer to saying yes to Jesus or even, or even um, furthering people in their walk with Jesus. I think that being a mentor is equal parts growth and outpour. I think that having the opportunity to pour out to women and encourage women, it does something for you as well. It's almost like a mirror, right? Um, and God has this really cool way of bringing a lot of things full circle. And so a lot of the things that I was dealing with four or five years ago, I'm now able to, with wisdom and experience, pour into somebody else and help them better navigate those experiences. So I think that it's really important to be a mentor. Um, I know when I first started mentoring, I didn't feel like I had enough life experience to be a mentor, right? But um, God has a redeeming way of building you up and giving you the confidence to do it um, and to really operate through your nerves and your anxiousness. And so when you allow yourself to be willing and to be used by God, He has this really cool way of using your experiences to reach people. And so I've gotten to see a lot of women overcome things and avoid hardship and um, really just step into their full confidence through what God has worked out in me and my confidence. And that's been really special. Um, and then as far as why it's important for women to be in mentorship and in that community, um, it's really strengthening, right? It's, it's saying, you know, we're linking arms, we're walking together and we're doing this in a combined effort to grow together. Um, and that's a really special thing. And I think it it really, it, it's a powerful thing in the spirit. It, it brings um, this fresh wave 
to people and it says, hey, you're not doing this by yourself. Um, you've got all of these women here doing the same thing, walking through the same process and they're all getting something out of it. So there's something for you to get out of it too. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing. Um, so Highlight Leadership helped me learn that I am a leader of character. I am working on integrity and through Highlight Leadership, this has helped me embody that more and more with each passing week. Uh, <laughs> I really have been challenged every week with the homework questions because they, they get me to open up and, and reflect and be deep. And through that, it's helped me hold myself accountable even more at work, um, through the church, and, and even with my wife. So um, it's helped me realize that I'm a leader with character, and I expect that from the teams as well. Um, and the leader I will become is one who loves his team dearly, just as Jesus did with his disciples. Um, he loved all of them. He wanted to spend every moment that he could with him and his followers. And I want to do the same thing, uh, but how do I do that? I have to learn how to lead effectively. So that's the leader I will become and I'm working on every week. And I, I remember when we first met Anissa, she um, started coming to our prayer nights. We were meeting in y'all's basement off Curry Fort there in Gaithersburg. And um, now she's influencing others to do great things for God. And um, that's leadership. And I'm telling you, when a person passes away, if, if you get the opportunity to hear their last words, it's their most important words. And right before Christ ascended, he said, make disciples. That's what he cared about the most was us believing, us developing, and us leading. And there's so much ahead of you. I want to finish with this verse here. It says in Matthew 4, we're going to pick it up. He says this here in verse 19. He says, Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Here's their reaction. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Yeah. Verse 21 says this, a little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John. He nicknamed them Thunder. It's like, man, y'all on fire. Y'all yes. going to change the world. And, and what was interesting is, is that James actually died first, and John lived the longest. So there was always, he's John the Revelator. He, he, he's the one who authored the book of Revelation. Things that we currently see being played out across the world. Normal people sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. And it says this here. They immediately, someone say immediately, immediately. follow him, leaving the boat and their father behind. So they, all their priorities, and they made Jesus the center of everything. And, and what they did was they, last, last point here, they took that step. I think you, I think, think you got to take that step. We, we've laid around for two years. We've been on Netflix for two years. We, we've been on social media for two years. It's time to take that, that step. Maybe your step is salvation. And you're like, Jesus, this morning, I'm giving it up. I'm giving you my life. Maybe your step is like groups. 
Maybe your step is mentorship or super steps, March 27th. Maybe it's highlight leadership in the fall. You got to take that step. Because this is, this is the reality, is that you are not today who you can be tomorrow. Tomorrow.